Relationship Psych, the podcast, helping you design the relationship you want. With couples therapy costing a pretty penny, Relationship Psych gives you access to couples therapy insights without spending a dime. Tune in for discussions on communication, managing conflict, recovering from infidelity, attachment, and more. I'm your host, Amber Dalson. I'm a psychologist and couples therapist. A few of my favorite things are my husband, grapes, and my adorable little dog, Riggs. Simply by listening, you're going to get tools to help you and your partner create a loving and harmonious relationship that can withstand the test of time. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be misconstrued for specific relationship advice. For advice for your specific relationship, seek out a local couples therapist in your area. Welcome back to Relationship Psych. Today, we're talking about six ways to become a better listener. After working as a couples therapist for the last 10 years, I know that one of the hardest skills to master in a relationship is listening. I mean, often it comes early, easy at the beginning, but as a relationship progresses, sometimes it can be hard. As a person, I too can be guilty as being a poor listener. Maybe I pick up my phone when someone is talking or jump in when someone is sharing a story and tell them about a related story about myself before they're done. Maybe I try to solve my friends or partner's problems when they haven't asked for my advice. In my previous marriage, I'm pretty sure I was even guilty of making fatal mistakes that led to the demise of my relationship. These are things like intentionally rolling my eyes when my partner was speaking or even worse, laughing at what he was saying. If you listen to enough podcasts, you know these behaviors are called contempt. And when you're insulting or emotionally injuring your partner, this is called contempt and it's toxic for relationships and leads to relationship deterioration and divorce. I share these imperfections with you to let you know um, I'm not perfect. And to let you know, no matter how bad of a listener you currently are, you can change. I used to be a terrible listener, horrible. I was offensive at times, probably abusive in my listening. Today, I would say I'm a very respectful listener. I make the occasional misstep but my default now is attentive and respectful listening. Being this kind of listener did not come naturally to me. It was learned. Being a great communicator is something you can learn and practice like any other skill. If in your head you're saying, well, this is the way I am, that's a cop-out. If you're a grown adult, you have learned many skills in your life. And the way you listen is something you can learn too. So yeah, Maybe the way you are is the way you are, because maybe that's what you were taught. But hey, if you want to change it, you can. With enough practice and repetition, even the most difficult skills can become easy over time. Here are six skills you can practice to become a better listener. I'll go through them all right now, and then I'll go through each in more detail. So the first is demonstrating your listening. So eye contact, putting down your phone, things like that. The second is being mindful of your face, not rolling your eyes maybe even looking at your partner. The third skill is accept the speaker's perspective as valid. There are multiple perspectives. It's their perspective. Fourth, express support as you listen. It's a powerful way to be there for your partner. The fifth, ask open-ended questions. And six, ask your partner if they want you to solve the problem or just listen to what they're sharing. So let's go through those in more detail. The first one is demonstrating your listening, showing eye contact, putting down your phone, for example. 
This week in couples therapy, I ran into a very common error that derails conversations and leaves their partners feeling like they don't feel like their partner is listening to them. This skill, this error is when the listening partner doesn't demonstrate that they are in fact listening. So for example, I had two partners sitting on a couch, one was sharing and the other was looking up at the ceiling slouched over. In another session, I had the speaking partner looking at their partner while the listening partner literally turned their head and looked in the opposite direction. In both cases, when I addressed the behavior, the listening partners told me they were in fact listening. While I believe them that they were listening, that the sound of their partner's voice was hitting their eardrums, being a good listener means showing with your behavior that you are listening. This matters because really listening, attentive listening, using body language is a building block for both love and trust. And in the absence of it, you can rob your relationship of love and trust. And no one wants to rob the relationship of love and trust if they're in fact actually listening. Remember this, all behavior is communicative. So show your partner with your words and your actions that you are listening. Do this by looking at least generally in your partner's direction while they're talking, making appropriate, at least occasional eye contact and doing things like nodding your head and showing you're following along. Depending on the content of what your partner is saying, it could be appropriate to lean in, touch them, hold their hand. So use your behavior to show your partner you are in fact listening. The second skill is being mindful of your face. So again, all behavior is communicative. If you're rolling your eyes, shaking your head, frowning or scowling, your partner isn't going to receive this as listening. As I already shared in my worst moments, I have done extremely negative things with my face. And if I'm honest, maybe my intention behind it was to show I wasn't listening. Even though if you asked me at the time, I would have stubbornly said, I'm listening, but I wasn't. I was trying to show my displeasure. Look, I get it. From time to time, you're gonna react and show your face. You don't have to be a perfect person. However, you're also an adult that has learned to control their face to some degree. Look, I'm a pretty expressive person. So if you're like, I'm so expressive, I know, me too. But managing your face is a skill that can be learned when you want to try. And even my most expressive clients, when I call them, I'm like, hey, can you just try to watch your face for a second? They can do it. So practice. You don't have to be perfect. Just practice. At a minimum, don't be mean with your face. Just try to be neutral. At best, you can use your face to show support. Of what, your, of what your partner is saying. That's done by like nodding your head, smiling, things like that. The third skill to be a better listener, and this is a hard skill sometimes, accept your partner's perspective as valid. Oof, that one's hard. One of the most common things that derails a good conversation and gets the train to fall off the tracks is when one partner doesn't see their partner's perspective as valid because their partner's perspective is different and refuses to accept multiple subjective realities or at least what the situation meant to your partner. Look, I get it is hard to do this. Maybe you remember the facts of the situation totally differently. Or you're like, no, it didn't happen that way. Well, here's the tip. Stay away from the facts of the situation. Who did what, what did who, what order things happened in. I know this is hard, but instead, if you can focus on what it meant to each of you and the feelings you both had, that can probably get you further. Our minds are not perfect tape recorders, although it feels that way sometimes, but they're not. Our minds are really smart. So you're going to remember bits and pieces and you're going to fill in the gaps with what makes sense to you. So it is normal. If you're recalling a situation, you're going to recall it differently. 
Now, even if you recall the facts differently, you can still just listen. Even if you have a different recollection of the facts. So try to remember different is okay. Even if you're talking about the same situation, I know it's hard. I too can want to argue, be like, no, that's not what happened. But try to remember this is their perspective. Focus on what it meant to you, each of you, rather than the facts of the situation. Focus on your feelings rather than the facts of the situation. The fourth thing to be a better listener is express support as you listen. Have you ever listened to someone repeating themselves over and over as they try to make a point? This is usually a sign that something really matters to them and they don't feel heard. A way to demonstrate you get the point or to stop this is to summarize back what you've heard them say as accurately as possible. Summarizing back is a powerful way to say, I'm here, I hear you. So summarize back as accurately as you can what you've heard them say, not what you think about what they've said, not interpreting what they've said, but be accurate. You can also offer empathy as you listen. If you hear a hard feeling, you can say something like, I would have felt that way too, or I can understand why you would have felt. It's a way to show support and like you're someone that they can trust, someone they can lean on. Now, if you struggle with expressing empathy as you listen, I have a cheat sheet of phrases you can say, say as you listen. They're in my free guide, the emotional validation cheat sheet. I'll put the link in the show notes. Because emotional validation and offering empathy is something that a lot of my clients struggle with, I literally give them a paper just like the one that you'll find in this cheat sheet. It just has a list of phrases that they could say as their partner speaks. Literally, I just get them to read something that fits until they begin to understand how to do it themselves and it becomes natural like a skill. So it starts off awkward, weird, stilted like any new skill. And as they practice, it can become quite natural. For me, this wasn't natural. This was a skill I learned in school to become a therapist. I did not have this natural empathizing, validating skill within me. Maybe I did like a little bit, but not the way I do it today. Today, it is second nature. It comes so easy. And that came from practice and repetition and practice and repetition. So you too can do this skill if you do some practice. So check out the show notes for the emotional validation cheat sheet free guide for some phrases to help you express validation and empathy as you listen. The fifth skill is asking open-ended questions. Asking open-ended questions is a great way to show interest in your partner and even open up their heart. It keeps the conversation flowing. In contrast, closed questions shut down the conversation or often trap your partner. Often a closed question is used to persuade someone to see your point of view. It's just like, disguised as a question. To avoid this, practice a few questions. Find a few questions that you can ask to better understand your partner's meaning. So for example, open-ended questions are things like, how come this is important to you? How does the situation change you? How does this make you feel? This allows them to open up and elaborate more. Six, this is our sixth skill to become a better listener. When someone shares a problem with you, ask them, if they want problem solving or they just want to share their problem with you. Have you ever listened to your partner's problem and started to give them advice? Or maybe you've even given them advice about something about maybe like their work area of expertise you aren't familiar with, but because you don't know what to do when they complain. This is so common. <laughs> Many people hear their partner have a problem and they try to fix it. Or sometimes they're tired of listening to the problem, so they try to fix it. But here's the thing. Sometimes to actually help your partner feel better, you just have to listen. 
They just need to share it with you. When your partner shares and you're listening, it's like you're taking some of the load off of their back and sharing the weight with you just by listening. If you're not sure if your partner wants advice or just to share, ask them before giving advice, say, do you want some advice or would you prefer that I just listen? Then do whatever your partner's requested. Or if there is advice you wanna give, you could ask permission saying something like, hey, are you open to feedback or advice before you give it? I know this can be really hard to do, but it's a tool to be a better listener. Nothing makes me personally feel more shut down or like inadvertently criticized when I'm sharing something like a vulnerability or some problem I've had and then how I've solved it. And then my partner jumps in with his amazing great intentions and tries to give me more advice about how he would handle it. I know he's not trying to criticize me. My partner loves me. He wants to support me. And I believe behind every bit of his advice is like good intentions. But when he comes in and starts giving me advice about something I think I've already solved and I'm just sharing with him, I'm just trying to let him into my heart and my world and what was going on in my mind. I feel like, oh, my solution wasn't good enough. Your solution is better. And it makes me feel small and like, yeah, defensive, even though he has just such good intentions. So just a tip to prevent something like that happening. And I'm sure I do it to my husband too. Just ask, do you want advice or problem solving? Or did you just want me to listen? In this episode, we have just gone through six ways to be a better listener. They were demonstrate your listening, be mindful of your face, accept the speaker's perspective as valid, express support as you listen, ask open-ended questions, and ask your partner if they want problem solving or just to share. Try them. See what happens. Being a great listener has the power to increase emotional connection, quiet conflict, and increase the sense you and your partner have each other's backs. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Psych, the podcast put on by Ember Relationship Psychology. If you're looking for more free relationship help or advice that comes straight from the couple's therapy room, check out the free resources and the blog at www.emberrelationshippsychology.com.